This is Seeing Red, the New York Soccer Roundup on Backheel.com with your hosts, Mark Fishkin, Dave Martinez, and Dan Dickinson. Seeing Red live on a Tuesday night in the middle of Derby Week. Congratulations to the U.S. Women's National Team going to the Stanley I was in the Stanley Cup Finals. They're going to the World Cup Final in Vancouver. That's where my brain went. Mark they, Fishkin, they can go to the Stanley Cup Final too, Mark. Come they on. can. They can go to, yes, they can see Lord Stanley there. Mark Fishkin, Dan Dickinson, we've got an hour of Seeing Red Live here for you. The number to call to talk to us live. All things New York Red Bulls, all things Derby Week, New York Derby Week, 347 7566276. We want to hear from you. We got a lot to talk about. Big game tomorrow night. Big game on Sunday. The first ever trip for New York Red Bulls going to Yankee Stadium. Have a th- uh, 3-1 smackdown of the Blue Meanies. Waltz out of there. A lot of Red Bulls fans uh, taking t- still taking smack from from NYCFC fans who insist that New York is still blue despite dropping not one but two matches to the Red Bulls. I, you know, I know they're new at this, but I don't understand if you how you can lose the second straight game and still continue to talk. Dan, what do you think? Well, Mark, you have to remember they won that very pivotal hashtag war. But I think it's worth about six points in the rivalry. So, no, I mean, it, it, the results it, don't matter this year. They're an expansion club, right? Oh, oh right. And actually, right? they're about to get, uh, you know, Euro snobbery times two when uh, Pirlo, if he can stop snogging his girlfriend in the box, can find time to come down and actually play. But we're not here to talk about any other team but the New York Red Bulls, who are in the middle, again, of six matches in 18 days. And tomorrow night at Red Bull Arena, 7.30 kickoff, you've got to get there, Red Bulls fans. You've got to get there, wash your red stuff. You've got to be loud. Uh, and you've got to show up. Red Bulls, New York Cosmos, I guess you can call it the second half of the New York Derby, except this time uh, there's something a little bit more uh, involved. New York can get to the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup for the first time since 2011 with a victory. And Dan, there are a lot of there are going to be a lot of tired players who have just played 90 minutes after 90 minutes. Where Where is New York going to be able to go? Where are the New York Red Bulls going to be able to go to find some relief? Well, one would assume to the bench with all these uh, wonderful youth players that we seem to have developed in short order. So, you know, we might see Sean Davis a bit. We might, uh, I think we're supposed to see Lloyd Sam make his return, hopefully. Uh, might see some uh, platooning of the Grizzo, get, mm-hmm. get Salzizo in there for Micrella. Um, I think I heard Connor Late is likely to start in place of uh, Kamar Lawrence. Lawrence. Right, yeah. And, right. you know, you. As uh, I think we were talking about last week, you've got three first-choice center backs. So, you know, Zubar played a half, Miazga played 90, uh, Paranel played a half. So maybe you start with Paranel and uh, Miazga and swap in Zubar for whichever one is looking more tired at the half or it's on yellow. So the, the team definitely has options. And I, I guess the unknown is what sort of form the Cosmos are going to be in, given that they've been off for two weeks uh, during the NASL break. And I think it's important to note about the Cosmos, they haven't lost a match since mid-March before they NA- their NASL season started. And say what you want about NASL competition, that uh, powerful FC Edmonton squad. But nevertheless, the Cosmos went 5-0-5 in NASL play. They took down. They outlasted NYCFC. They got two late goals in the second half of that match, including one in injury time. 
and they were able to stretch through a crazy extra time period and then win in penalties. So, But as you said, they've been sitting on the sidelines since the 17th. The Red Bulls have played four times in the last two weeks, and they're going to be a tired bunch. We'd love to hear you and what you have to say. 347-756-6276. What were your impressions of Yankee Stadium? Who do you think the Red Bulls should roll out against the Cosmos um, tomorrow night at Red Bull Arena? Here are the players, uh, the kind of the most important players for the Red Bulls and, and exactly how much they've played over the last two weeks. Dax McCarty has played 90 minutes in each of the last four games. Felipe also 90 minutes in each of the last four games. And Mike Grella has only missed six minutes out of those four games, and that was at the end of the NYC game. So those three very important midfielders, you have to think they're, they're, they're either going to have to platoon. I don't know how you throw Dax McCarty out one more time and expect to get a quality 90-minute uh, time out of it. We have a caller on the line. We hope to bring him on in. Uh, area code 347. You're on Seeing Red Live. Who's this? Hi, this is Anthony from Inwood. Anthony, how are you, sir? Very, very Good. happy to have you as our first caller. What do you want to talk about tonight? Um, a little bit about the um, New York Cosmo game happening tomorrow. And what your guys' thoughts are, um, not just about the, uh, the, the lineup that they choose tomorrow, but moving forward with the U.S. Open Cup, the importance of the USL squad, which um, in years past, I guess we're kind of exploring new territory here in MLS in regards to the USL slash MLS relationship and the US Open Cup, where so many players um, who are signed to MLS contracts but playing in the USL are being now are now seeing a lot of time on the field in the USL, and the importance of that when it comes to when they play in the, or if they play in the US Open Cup. For instance, um, if we see Leo Stoles tomorrow, we're not just watching a guy who's on, who's uh, played a bunch, who played two reserve games and just did a lot of practice. And what your guys' thoughts are um, about that experience in regards to them playing actual games in the U.S. Open Cup? Dan, why don't you start us off? Well, I think there's a, a big challenge, uh, a big problem with that question, uh, first off, in that if Jesse does go looking at the reserves and plays, you know, the Leo Stoltz and, um, you know, the sort of guys who have been moving down to the USL level, um, he, he runs the risk of getting run off the field against the first choice Cosmos side. And, you know, this is where the tournament starts getting a little bit more serious. And for all the good that the performance that the team put in against Atlanta playing first choice, granted they were coming off of a bye week, um, I'd be a little worried if it's reserve heavy tomorrow, um, just because it will send a message com- completely opposite of what we saw a couple weeks ago. That said, um, you know the USL program has been great for those guys. They've gotten a lot of good minutes. They've put in uh, a great run of performances lately. I think they've won the last three on the road or mm-hmm. something like that, yep, or unbeaten. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're seeing talent develop. You're seeing a lot of those guys. You know, you look at Sean Davis getting inserted a couple of games ago. Um, you know, you look at the minutes that some of the the center backs have gotten coming back from injury and things like that. You are getting a a deeper bench than this team has normally had. Mark, what do you think? 
Yeah, I'm, I mean, Jesse continues to be, I think, challenged during this really crazy time in the schedule with showing that he wants to win the tournament while at the same time getting some of his younger players some meaningful minutes. I mean, Connor Laid uh, played well against Atlanta, and then he went out and had a, well, a pretty good 67 minutes against Salt Lake uh, in MLS play earlier in the week. All in all, during this um, little run, this four-game run by the Red Bulls, uh, Jesse's played 20 players, right? So the depth of the team has really been exhibited really, really well. I think in past situations with the Red Bulls in past years, absolutely, play the kids. Yeah, whatever you want, throw Stoltz out there and let him go. And in fact, recently Jesse Marsh had noted, called out Stoltz in particular, and said he has been coming along and he has been developing, but he just hasn't been able to move high enough up the depth chart uh, above Sean Davis to get meaningful minutes. D- Davis will start tomorrow and will definitely get meaningful minutes tomorrow. But as, in terms of going much, much further down, I mean, Tyler Adams, who you know still, ha- who, by all accounts, has been a, a league player of the week. He's made team of the week in USL, 17 years old. Uh, Derek Etienne, you know, another very young academy player that's been getting some meaningful minutes with New York Rebels, too. These are guys that I think have eventually you're going to see up in the first team maybe not this year maybe next year but um listen we really appreciate anthony thank you so much for the call no problem guys take care thank you if you want to talk to us live and talk new york red bulls we'd love to hear from you the the number is 347-756-6276 after the red bulls play the cosmos tomorrow night they do have one more match in this tough run and that is july 4th out in columbus the the team is traditionally not done terribly well in Columbus, but I'm going to throw out what hopefully will be uh, maybe a controversial point. If they win tomorrow, I do not care one bit what happens uh, out in Ohio. Dan, your thoughts? You're a brave man, Mark. Well, I mean, <laughs> you beat New York City and then you win the unofficial official city championship right against the Cosmos and you advance to the final eight of the Open Cup and you've just been playing matches every three days for three weeks. I think you kind of get a gimme. I I can see that. I also don't think you ever want to uh, give up points to Eastern Conference rivals, um, especially with the table being so tight this year. So um, that said, you know they went to Columbus earlier in the season. They got that two one win with that Grella Golazo, Grellazo, Grellazo, and and Columbus. You know their their form's been a little weird this year. Uh, they're terrible on the road. In fact, the last time they won on the road was that game to close Red Bull Arena last year during the regular season. Um, so we'll see. Well, well, we'll certainly see. First things first, and then second things. Second, area code 908, you're on Seeing Red. Who's this? Hey, this is Michael Warshaw calling from Red Bull Arena. Hey, well, well, what are you doing there, sir? Are you setting up for tomorrow? <laughs> you could say that, maybe. Little little Tifo uh, something going on there? A little something something? He just wanted some chicken really waffles. Say, I can't really say too much, Mark. Can't really say all too right, much. all right. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not at liberty to say what I'm doing here. What, what, what's your question? <laughs> Thank you so much for calling. Well, my question is to you, to you, Mark, and to whoever else is on the podcast right now. That, that would be Dan, um, but yes. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, I did not know. Is there anyone else, Michael? I mean, come on. Yeah. Who else would be all, on the show? Is there, there could a be third someone host? else, like he's too busy doing fatherly things, <laughs> a- aka Dave. But well, I digress. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, who will be the first person to leave our our glorious club for a bigger club? And I told Bang, 
Okay. Matt Miazga or Kamar Lawrence. I'll let you guys uh, answer the question offline. Uh, and you guys are taking my call? Yeah. See you soon. All right. Thank you. Keep up the good work over there. That's a great question. New York, obviously, with three fantastic young players. And uh, I think the notion of keeping all three of them may be a little bit of a stretch. You know, Kamar Lawrence was named the top left back in the group stage of Copa America. Mike Miazga had raves in the U-20 World Cup. And they were uh, the word that there were plenty of folks... um, who were uh, plenty of teams, Swansea among them, scouting him last week at Yankee Stadium. Um, and then you've got a Bong who's only 18 years old and is two goals and an assist in his last four games. So I- I've got my thoughts. It, I- I'm uh, giving you some time to think about it, sir. I appreciate that. And I also like that we've now mentioned Swansea for three straight weeks. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Kamar Lawrence because that Copa America performance, especially against the likes of you know Argentina and, and trying to shut down Messi, um, that that's going to raise your profile uh, pretty pretty high. Um, I think Miazga is definitely on a lot of people's radars. I think Abong probably needs some more performances um, to really hit that sort of you know peak uh, peak, peak transfer peak, market peak craziness. Miazga. Right. Well, yeah, but on the other hand, you know, you look at uh, what we went through with Oyango last year, and I don't think anybody expected him to be departing, and sometimes. These things just happen. So yeah. uh, that my, my guess is still Lawrence. Yeah. All right. Area code 914, you're on Seeing Red Live. Who's this? Hey, it's uh, Dan from Cincinnati now. Hello, Dan from Cincinnati. How is everything going? Everything's good. Um, I've got to apologize. I'm actually not going to be able to cover this weekend's Red Bulls-Columbus uh, game. Because I'll be uh, seeing the Rolling Stones instead. I feel like that's a good excuse, right? Dan, I think your priorities are a little messed up since you've moved out of the New York market, man. What is who? Who has cumulatively more years: the four-man Rolling Stones or the eleven-man Columbus Crew? I think that would be very, very, uh, a very, very close, uh, close comparison. But your question, sir? Yeah, this is more of an overarching question, and not necessarily do uh, not, not necessarily about the Cosmos game or the NYCFC game. But you know, but there was all the talk before the season and all the anger at Ali Curtis and at uh, you know maybe not necessarily at Jesse Marsh, but at the Red Bulls administration. And and everyone was you know saying you guys better be doing well you know come August, otherwise nobody's gonna or not nobody, but a lot of the people in the South Ward aren't gonna renew their season tickets. As of you know today, June thirtieth, you know we're a month away from that point. Where do you think the Red Bull fan base is in terms of you know possibly coming back for next year? Well, um, a, a listener of the show had commented when we talked about the crowd that didn't show up against Atlanta for the Open Cup, right? Ten thousand season tickets. Ticket holders, 5,000 folks took the offer, 1,500 folks showed up at the stadium. That The difference between the 5,000 and the 10,000, perhaps that was the Red Bull out crowd. Uh, I really don't know. I mean, the team hasn't raised, raised ticket prices in three years. The team is also spending 75% less on players. We don't know what the team will be doing this coming year, and I don't really know if there's much more that... Uh, Ollie Curtis and Jesse Marsh can do other than continue to win important games. And you'd have to think that after two quick wins in the league, if they can put together a little bit of a, of a cup run here, uh, win tomorrow and then perhaps win the quarterfinal against either Philly 
or DC, and I don't know where that matches, Dan. I don't know if that match is done. I know there was a rain delay. DC is um, leading one nothing, and the second half just started. Okay. And Philly's down a man, so expect DC. Okay. Expect them. Uh, then I think things start to turn around. I mean, listen, there are, there are plenty of Red Bulls fans out there that are watching what's happening with Pirlo coming and with whatever is about to happen with, with uh, Johnny Two Saints out in L.A., and are saying, why in the world are we rummaging around the bargain bin? Why can't we actually bring in a quality star, a star wattage player? That's not to say that that's not going to happen. But I think that the transfer window, if there's a decent size signing by the team, that'll go a long way uh, in terms of helping to generate season ticket renewals. Dan? I, I couldn't agree more on the transfer market point. I think that you know the the team has been performing fine. The losing streak was a little disheartening, but whatever. Um, but with this window opening and with the, all this rumor about a new roster designation being announced tomorrow, um, you know there will be an expectation, especially with city spending, that this team it, it you know it doesn't have to be messy, but the team's got to improve. And it would be nice if it was a name that was known. Even if it's you know a, a soccer nerd kind of name rather than a, a international, you know everybody will recognize them sort of name. So I think that if you if the team can continue on the U.S. Open Cup run, stabilize enough in the league and, and get in a good place for the playoff run, and make that signing, um, you know they'll, they'll be okay when renewals start in August. I think that the problem is it's kind of a powder keg, um, you know. A couple bad runs of form or a bad loss to NYCFC or DC in that second week of August um, when they've got a short turnaround between games, and this could blow up very quickly again. Yeah. Dan, listen, thanks for the call. Enjoy the Stones this weekend. Thanks very much. All right, be well. Uh, <laughs> the number to call to talk to us live, and we know there are a number of callers live, is 347-756-6276. Area code 201, you're on Seeing Red Live. Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Josh from Bayonne. Hey, Josh. How's he, how are you doing tonight? Good, good. I uh, just finished up watching some U.S. women's and, you know, getting mm. ready for tomorrow's game. Mm, what do you want to talk about? So, yeah, uh, you guys... Are- just started touch, touching on it, and you know, it's, I guess it's everyone's favorite subject. It kind of comes up during every week of your shows. Is I'm um, talking about the the transfer window that opens up next week, and I was wondering, you know, maybe if with this new rule coming out, I guess it's sort of a fourth designated player or some sort of rule that will give player give the teams a little more flexibility to spend on a on a fourth player. Um, I was wondering if um, if they, maybe that would kind of kickstart the Red Bulls to maybe make a designated player signing, maybe not even from a, from a big kind of perspective, but maybe if there's like a player that they were on the fringe about, they don't know if they want to make him a DP because he's not really worth, maybe they would go and be a little bit more just because there's another spot available. And also, uh, I think Dave Martinez um, pointed this out one, uh, during a tweet that maybe... Yeah, that guy that yeah that you normally have on the show sometimes. I don't oh, know. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So yeah, that guy he uh, mentioned maybe trading for talent. I was wondering if there's anyone available or who would you trade on this team to get a player that kind of can can bolster the squad. Well, 
I mean, if you want to, if you want to get something, you got to give something, right? right and right. if if you think about, again, I'll, I'll return back to this this twenty man roster that Marsh has used over this four game run over over two weeks. That's a lot of players to use over the course of four games, and. You know, you can argue that the the four game slide that the Red Bulls had, they they were a little snake bit during that run, and I, I'm I'm meandering only because I, I want to get to a place where, you know, if the understanding is that this team is not good enough, and I'll remind you and listeners that nobody makes nobody makes the playoffs uh, in in June, um, the challenge is. How to improve the team. I, I, I don't want to say the team needs to, to make a trade. I, I think the team needs to find a strike mate for Bradley Ray Phillips. I think as as wonderful and as and as challenging and frustrating as Mike Grella is or the Grizzo is, and we really don't know how great Zizzo is going to be in that platoon, um, you could find a, another quality le- uh, left wing that can really help. I think in the back it's not terrible. I think Chris Duval is serviceable. I don't think he's necessarily a star in this league. So I think there are places that the team can improve. Um, so, I don't know, Dan, you want to add to that? I mean, we've talked about it so much about you know improvements on the wings or, or just some general depth. The, the one thing I do want to touch on really quickly is and this is me nerding out on the roster rules for a second, so bear with me. Mm-hmm. Everything I've heard about the new roster designation is it's basically, think of it as a half DP. Because it's not the full-blown, you know, you can drop as many millions as you want on it. It's for a certain salary range, it will provide some level of salary relief. And a lot of people are talking about it in the context of what LA is doing, if they might sign Giovanni Dos Santos. And at that point, they would probably drop Omar Gonzalez into that um, core player slot or whatever they're calling it and bring in the new player as the third DP proper. Um, so we we all need to sit down and see how this actually applies to the cap and things like that. I have been pretty adamant that I don't think the league will ever add a full-blown fourth designated player because if you do that um, and you sign all four, half of your cap goes just to the designated players and that's a recipe for a disaster with any roster. And I don't, I don't think that's good roster management. But um, right. And uh, Dan, if I may ask, so Sifwa, you've been, you know, uh, describing about this new player. It's kind of a mid-level kind of designated player. So mm-hmm. there's a guy that's been, I guess, training for fitness, known as Sean Wright Phillips. And there's been a couple, you know, rumblings on Twitter that maybe they're looking at him or they're not really close on money. So if they don't want to make him a full-fledged DP, maybe this kind of mid-level spot would kind of fall on the range. Do you think that could be a possibility? Uh, I mean, it could, but the challenge is, you know, if it's like the DP deals normally are, it's it's about the amount of the cap that the the league picks up versus how much the team has to pay. And so the team may still not... I don't know what Sean's looking for in terms of salary, if he's even looking to sign... But I don't, I don't know how much the team would be willing to pay independently. And regardless of the roster mechanics that the league is going to put into place, that's the ultimate question is, is the player worth the overall spend and how does that get paid for? But that's, hey, that's me. Hey, listen, thanks so much for calling in tonight. We really appreciate the call. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. 
I understand that there's a uh, a long time listener and first time caller on the line. Who who might that be? What's uh, area code three four seven? You're on Seeing Red. Hey guys, this is Dave from Jackson Heights. I'm just a, a huge fan of the show, guys. Huge, huge. Fan. Oh, you got you sound familiar. I'm not. This isn't quite Petke esque, but uh, it's 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 Dave Martinez on Seeing Red Live. How are you, Dave? Uh, this is getting really pathetic that I have to call into uh, my own show because I have absolutely no time in my life. But it's good to hear your voices and good to be on the show again, sort of. Are you driving right now? No, no, because no he'd be on Periscope if he was. Come on. There you go. <laughs> no Periscope tonight, no driving, just a couple of rugrats running around screaming my name and demanding my attention. Uh, and, it, and it isn't us. We're not the rugrats. No, 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 you guys are the loves of my life. That's a, that's a totally different thing. Uh, what have I missed? Uh, nothing. No, no one's really called in. No, no one's really paying attention. It's been, it's been, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on the on the match tomorrow? What do you think we're going to see? I think with uh, the way that Jesse Marsh has lined up uh, the last couple of games, I mean, I think it's pretty brilliant, actually. We finally have been able to see um, what the USL can actually mean to the first team. Uh, with some of these youngsters that are filling in, and they're doing a, a fantastic job. But, uh, and I think they have the firepower to really challenge uh, the Cosmos this week. And look, it's not, it won't be the first team. I think that you guys would probably agree with that. But the combination of players and the ability to have them interact under the same system on two different clubs, it kind of makes for a seamless transition. And that's going to help them a lot uh, against a, a better in Cosmos side. I would actually, if we're doing predictions, because I don't want to take up the, your entire show, Mark, but <laughs> if we're doing predictions, uh, I, I would actually go with uh, the Red Bulls to this one. Uh, it's 2 to 1. Whoa. The kiss of death, isn't it? The kiss of death, right? It is, but whoa. For, for, Red Bull fans, for Red Bull fans, Dave, that may not have watched the Cosmos maybe short of the uh, NYCFC match, what can you tell us, you know, if you can give us maybe a, f- a five-second blurb on four or five key players of theirs that uh, Red Bull fans are going to have to keep their eyes on? Key players, much like Luis Robles, uh, Jimmy Mauer is a huge part of the club. Uh, in front, uh, Carlos Mendez, if they have Reversio, he's a, he's a tough as nails defender, but incredibly brittle, constantly injured, so you might see Cosmos instead. Marco Senna is their star, bar none. I know that they have Raul, who's more of the international name, but Senna makes magic happen. Fantastic distributor, uh, great, uh, great dead ball specialist. And up top, Lucky Kasana. Lucky's the guy to watch. If uh, if the Red Bull defense is going to hold it all, they got to stop him. And he's a he's a quick dude. So uh, that challenge alone is going to be a lot of fun to watch. You guys are going to be at the game tomorrow, right? Absolutely. Can't wait to see. You. Well, look, we should do Periscope seeing red. Uh, hmm. What little well, time I have in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Listen, guys, I, I love you guys to death. I don't want to keep you uh, long. And uh, again, to the listeners, uh, thanks as always for the support. You guys are awesome. You're doing a great job. And I, I'm, I'm more of a fan nowadays than a host, but that's okay because you guys are, are killing it. I love it, Matt. So congratulations. Keep on doing it. Hey, Dave, anytime you want to come back, you know you're always welcome. Uh, I, I know, and I, I, I appreciate your patience, believe me. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon.
Be well. That was Dave Martinez, one-time co-host of Seeing Red on <laughs> Seeing Red Live. Just imagine. If you want to talk to us live about Red Bulls, no one has called and talked to us about the NYCFC game yet. And you know, If you want to relive, I know it was way back, it was 48 hours ago, but if anyone wants to kind of relive that with us, we'd be more than happy to. 347-756-6276 is the number to call. And uh, come and Talk to, to Dan and myself about everything going on, Red Bulls. I never answered the question about Lawrence or Miazga or Abang, who's the first that go. Dan, you said Lawrence. I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to say Miazga. I think um, it's going to happen right after the end of the season. He's going to be a midseason replacement, whether it's in the EPL, uh, or probably in the EPL. And um, I, I think... He he has such a wonderful curve to go, but I'm I'm pretty sure this is going to be the last season we see Miazga in a Red Bulls uniform. I think when you get that much attention that quick, um, it's it's going to be a big deal. You, you just hope, as with so many fan, uh, so many play, young players that go over there, that he doesn't uh, you know have a rough a rough go of it and winds up kind of heading back after a few seasons. But uh, that that's looking a little a little far ahead. Well, it is, but you know, we we actually have recent experience with this. Uh, looking at Tim Ream, you know, yep. Tim went over at the end of 2011, uh, went to Bolton. They got relegated right away. had a had a really rough time at first, and then kind of stabilized himself, got his bearings, put in a, a couple of good years, and now he's on the Gold Cup roster. So, you know, there there is a way for players to stay over there and make it. Um, I think it's just been that MLS is such a, a nice safety net for some of those players who run into adversity. Um, so if Miazga does go, we'll see what happens. In the Open Cup tonight, Philadelphia down a man. It has tied DC United 1-1. Apparently the river end erupted in twist and shout after they scored the goal. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, you know, mm, okay. Well... Orlando has finished off the Columbus crew 2-0. Chicago and Charlotte are tied at one at the half. Mike McGee and, with his first goal in ages oh after getting my injured goodness. for so long. Wow. And Houston and Colorado are in a delay. 347-756-6276 is the number to call Seeing Red Live. Dan, uh, w- let's go back to Sunday, and I just want to hear kind of your takeaways on on the match and, and – uh, yeah, what what your special moments were? Uh, special moments. Special <laughs> moments was that the soft serve machine was on in the Yankees press room. I mean, it <laughs> hadn't been all year. No, um, you know, it was a it was a fun game. Obviously, tons of people there. Um, big crowd. Although, obviously, a, a lot of Red Bulls players uh, took to practice today to say eh, it wasn't that impressive because um, they're so far away. Right. Um, but you know, it, it was. I, I mentioned on Facebook, the thing I'm glad about is that between both of the derbies at this point, both have been fun to watch, mm-hmm. even if you're coming in as a neutral. Those are frantic games, high-energy games, high-scoring comparatively to, to some of how MLS has gone this year. Um, you know, a little controversial here and there. Uh, so, so it was a great game to watch. Um, I was really impressed with how the Red Bulls came back into it. You know, they were certainly shaky for the first 15, yep. um, but then they, they gradually climbed back into it. That You know, they had the momentum going into the half. Everybody was talking tale of two halves, but you can listen to Jason Kreiss on the, the ESPN broadcast saying, 
you know, we came out well, but we're, we're losing control of the game and it's got to be better. And he was right because the Red Bulls, you know, it was, it was shocking to me because um, I, we were waiting at halftime and the clock was ticking down and it looked like they were about ready to kick off. And then I realized the Red Bulls weren't on the field. No, no. And it was very, you know, it's like, are they hiding? Are they worried? Like, what's going <laughs> on? And they came right out and just wiped blew them it, off the field. It. Yeah, they wiped them. Um, three really impressive goals. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm really happy for Chris Duval and Matt Miazga just because these are guys who have put in a lot of time and energy on the field, have done the work, and they, you know, get some good rewards out of it. Um, Duval told me after the game that he couldn't really remember what happened after he scored. He just kind of blacked out as he was celebrating. Um, and, you know, Miazga was was very bubbly and, and happy to talk about the the celebration that will probably put him down in the history of that rivalry for a long time to come. I, I thought the traveling support was great. I will readily admit that the position of the press box uh, at Yankee Stadium makes it very difficult to hear the third rail just because of the acoustics. Uh, sorry, not just the third rail, but all of the supporters uh, at NYCFC, because there are a number of groups down there. Uh, the sound just doesn't travel very well, but yeah. the, the Red Bull supporters were just up and above the press box to the right and were very audible the whole game. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, the, the traveling support definitely brought it. Um, and, you know, it, it's another chapter in what's becoming a fun rivalry. It certainly, I, I agree with Mike Pecky during halftime that it needs some more history and it needs some more battles in it. Um, but it, it's developing nicely. What did you think, Mark? You were up in the stands. Well, I will share with you my thoughts, but I do want to get to our new caller, area code 551. You're on Seeing Red. Who's this? Hey, guys. This is uh, Taxi from uh, I'm in 101 ESC. Hey, Taxi. How are you? What do you have to say tonight on Seeing Red Live? Um, I wanted to say the Rebels actually did an impressive win on uh, Sunday. I was actually very impressed how like the first half they did not play well. But in the second half, they put it on. They did an impressive offense from you know Jesse Marsh, and they were very impressive from the second half on. It was a very impressive win. I was actually totally shocked that they would actually come out, you know, from the second half on. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, I didn't expect- it, yeah, it seemed kind of evident though as the first half wore on though. New York really kind of found themselves, right? As Dan had just said, the first 15 minutes where they were a total mess, but they calmed down and they relaxed and they started to get a hold of the game. You can argue they weren't, they were kind of unlucky not to have connected on one of those crosses. So, um, what did you think of watching a game at Yankee Stadium? Um, it's kind of a very confusing field. You know, I guess it's kind of one of the shorter fields. It, it almost seems like a very cluster field. It, it, it almost seems to be like almost kind of a high school field. It's kind of weird seeing a professional team playing there and then with kind of an aspect. So it's kind of weird team, seeing two professional teams actually playing there. Yeah. So it almost kind of looks like they're always confused to actually play there. So it actually, I guess they were both teams. Sometimes they, the second half, they actually find themselves a lot of times where they actually finally realize, oh, wait, we're actually trying to play there. You know, right. I mean, that's, I guess, the second half a lot of times. Yeah. So yeah. I guess they realized they actually had to figure themselves out a lot of times. But I guess the Rebels found themselves out and actually played a very good game. And NYC couldn't find themselves, and the Rebels actually played a very good, fluent, you know, a game, you know, the second half. And that's why, you know, they, you know, scored those three very good goals and won the game. Sounds good to me. And what are your thoughts on tomorrow? I'm hoping we actually come back from the very poor performance from last year on the turf and actually play a very good game at home 
I guess we're going to put out a very good team and actually win, you know, either 2-1 or, you know, 3-2 and actually play our game again and actually beat, you know, the Cosmos and actually show up. There you go. Taxi, thank you so much for calling in tonight. We really appreciate it. Hey, thank you, Mr. Fiskin. All right. That's my dad. All right. Have a good night. Hey, you too, guys. Have a nice night. All right, man. Uh, All right. Go USA women. Absolutely. Go USA women. Absolutely. And they won tonight. All right, guys? Thank you. All right. Thanks. Hey, you guys have a nice night. All right, guys? All right. You too. You too, man, guys. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Uh, seeing Red Live, Mark Fishkin, Dan Dickinson, talking Red Bulls with you till 10 o'clock. It's 936 right now. If you want to talk to us, that's 347-756-6276. We'll talk about anything you want. So my takeaways from the match... Uh, in the Bronx, where first of all, I took the subway, uh, I took the four train up, I took the shuttle to the four, and say what you want about what this team is, right? Say what you want about it being Don Garber's shadow baby, and say what you want about cashing a $100 million check and playing in a baseball stadium, and say what you want about these fans that have sprung up from nothing who couldn't be bothered to ever come to Red Bull Arena. Um, they've got something, right? 40,000 people, if you think about it, if, if you believe that 48,000 people were there, hmm. easily a quarter, three quarters of them were rooting for the home team. And they've bought in. They have bought in. And whether they bought in during the World Cup pub crawl last year, or if they bought in because you know they have no idea where the path train is, or they bought in for because they love Frank Lampart, or they love Man City, or you know, whatever, or they love Mix's hair, they've bought in, and this was an audience that wasn't coming to Red Bulls games, and this was an audience that wasn't going to Cosmos games. And they're MLS fans, and they might not know how to sing, and they might not know, you know, how to keep in time or start a chant or anything like that. But you know, I don't know what to tell you. There's something there. So I was impressed by the sheer number of fans, and they were all wearing sky blue, and they were into it. Now they're watching a pretty terrible team right now, but. They're into it. If you want to talk to us on Seeing Red Live, Stacey Ferreira, here's the number. 347-756-6276. Give us a call, and uh, we'd love to hear. Dan Carell, who just called earlier, said that Greg Berhalter made it clear that Saturday versus the Red Bulls was more important than playing in their open cup match tonight against Columbus. Apparently, Columbus rested nine of their 11 starters against Orlando, and they paid for it by losing. And, and, and just to compare the approach, Orlando started Kaká, and he scored a goal. A designated go. player, in the not open from cup. the U.S., in the scored a goal cup. in the U.S. Open Cup, which I can't remember ever happening in my short time uh, back with the league. I don't think uh, Monsieur Henri was playing in any Open Cup games. No. No. May we know. He, he was not having a go, that's for sure. No. So, uh, yeah, New York takes on the Cosmos tomorrow night, 7.30. Uh, please, if you have the means and the ability to, to, to be out, stay out a little late, 
please go ahead and come on out to Red Bull Arena, right? If you haven't picked up your tickets yet, call the uh, call the ticket office tomorrow. Get there. Now, the Cosmos, they're not, they're not sending a bus full of folks from Hempstead to Harrison, and I'm really glad I don't have to make that trip, I have to tell you. <laughs> I'm really glad because it's mm-hmm. like, that's like 30 miles, and if you do it at the wrong time and the wrong way, that's easily going to cost you two and a half hours. I remember driving out there last year for the Open Cup game, and it took a ridiculous amount of time. So, um, But Red Bulls fans, the, the showing in the stadium, we talked about this on the show against Atlanta, was embarrassing frankly and i know that there are a lot of folks on the fence with this uh this uh administration so far and they wanted to see and atlanta wasn't a name opponent this is this is part two of the new york derby and you got to be in here to be a part of it so we have a caller on the line and it's area code nine five four please turn down your computer and talk to us at seeing red live hi this is tj calling from manhattan Hey, TJ, what's going on? Thanks for calling. What can we do for you? What do you want to talk about? Well, um, I'm first-year season ticket holder. Got to admit that, you know, the Red Bulls are kind of my second team as I'm primarily a Fort Lauderdale Strikers fan. But, you know, I've bought in since I've come to New York. And I'm, uh, this is my first year as a season ticket holder. And, you know, the one thing I wanted to ask you about, and this is kind of off-topic and maybe will induce a, a cringe from all you guys, but a big part of this quote-unquote rivalry with NYCFC now is that the Red Bulls are, and you were kind of talking about this, that they're in Jersey and that NYCFC fans think that they're not a legitimate New York team because you have to take the path train to get to the Red Bulls game. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you guys think that that's going to pass as the years go on as you know, NYCFC legitimizes themselves as a team, or do you think that's going to be a continuing theme, this rivalry? Well, I, I think when you think about what the NYCFC fans have on the Red Bulls, right? There, there, and I tweeted this actually before the TIFO. Like the TIFO was going to be three things: it was you play in New Jersey, right? You come out of a can, and uh, I don't even know what the third thing was. It was like the three most obvious. Uh, cracks against the new york red bulls and 20 years no cups mark 20 that, years, thank no you cups. thank you thank you 20 years no cups thank you and so you know those are three of the easiest tropes to hit on and um you know i enjoyed jersey boys personally as a play i thought that was really terrific i haven't seen the film yet um but you know i mean people have no problem going to, to giant stadium or if you're a jets fan metlife stadium excuse me to see these football fan, uh, these two american football teams play on a regular basis and people don't even think about it and they don't think i'm going to jersey and because of this whatever silly logic that people have about well the jets and giants once played in new york city so therefore it's okay uh, even though the Jets have now been in New Jersey for longer than they ever were at Shea Stadium, right? Both teams are based in New Jersey, but yet no one has an issue with that. And uh, and so I find the logic about, you know, that's where you play, and so therefore something's wrong is a little strange. Dan, you want to take a shot? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I get it, because as somebody, when I moved to the city who lived in Queens, uh, and when we were thinking about moving... 
one of us floated the idea of New Jersey, and we both laughed about it for a good long while. Why would we ever want to live there? And then we came out and looked and actually fell in love with it, and now that's where we've been for longer than we were ever in Queens. So, I, you know, there, there's that classic New Yorker cover where, you know, you've got the, the avenue blocks in, in Manhattan, and then you've just got miles and miles to get to New Jersey, and then miles, of, you know, it, it fades off into the distance. There, there's a sort of mental barrier and... You know, I think a lot of it from the NYCFC fans is that it gets under the skin of the Red Bulls fans because, you know, everybody, a lot of people who have been with this team have been around it for a long time. A lot of people, you know, live in Manhattan and support the team or in Queens or in Brooklyn. There there are fans in the five boroughs of the Red Bulls, but it's easier to make New Jersey jokes because it gets under everybody's skin. The same way, you know, the, the Man City Light stuff gets under the skin of the, the City fans. So for me, it's largely banter. I don't, I don't think anybody who seriously has an opinion that matters is going to treat New Jersey like it's the leper state. But I, I am biased. I do live out of state, technically. Yeah, there you go. TJ, thank you so much for the call. We really appreciate it. Are you going to be at Rebel Arena tomorrow night? Oh, definitely, yeah. I'll be cheering on the Red Bulls. Hopefully we can complete the NY Suite. That would be fantastic. Thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. No, thank you. All right, good night. we got 15 minutes to go here on Seeing Red Live. The number to reach us, 347-756-6276. we got another caller on the line, area code 917. Who's this on Seeing Red Live? What's up, dude? It's Greg Gomez. Greg Gomez! Food What's FC happening? member, how are you, my man? <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm alive. I'm alive and well. Well, we're I'm so glad. Well. What do you want? What do you want to talk about on seeing red? Well, um, I love the Jersey Boys Tifo because uh, one of the one of the greatest four season songs uh, of all time is "Big Girls Don't Cry," <laughs> and there were literally big girls crying in uh, <laughs> New York City jerseys at uh, Yankee Stadium on. Sunday, which was amazing. You know, yes. three months of uh, suffering, just so much for these fans over there. Yes. Well, I, I'll tell you that when, when stepping onto the subway, I was getting some flack from some blue fans, and I had mentioned lifelong fan, what, four months? And, uh, <laughs> you know, that kind of quieted them down. What do you, uh, you were at the match with your daughter. What, what, what are you going to take away from that win? Uh, I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I had a great time. It was just an awesome game. The comeback was unbelievable. Um, a lot of fun. But yes, I, I did. I boarded the four train at Borough Hall in Brooklyn with my daughter, who was wearing Red Bull gear. Uh, we were approached by a, a, a middle-aged woman, uh, and she said, "Can I ask you a question?" And you know, I thought she was like, "How do you get to Times Square?" <laughs> but um, she I- says, "Can I?" How did you become a Red Bull fan? And uh, what did you say? Well, I said, well, they've been our team for twenty years, and they're the original New York team. Uh, and then my daughter looks up and says, "Because I like soccer." There you go. Yes, yes. How old is but your daughter, work- Greg? She is uh, seven years old. Seven Excellent. And but, what you uh, proceeded? She worked for the team. She worked for the blue team. She was doing some uh, market you know, research. Uh, exactly. But no, I had a great time. I have to admit, I if you used to follow me on Twitter, I I did not like going to Red Bull Arena. It is a hassle. It's a long trip. Uh, so I'll admit, just getting on one subway and getting to Yankee Stadium was pretty awesome. Yeah. But uh, 
you know, it, it definitely it was not Red Bull Arena. <laughs> no, it was not. Uh, Greg, so are we are we going to see you tomorrow night with or without your daughter? Uh, unfortunately, I, I am going away for the holidays, but oh. I found someone, my friend Matt, who is a uh, rabid Red Bull fan. We got the tickets. He'll be there in my seats cheering on the, uh, the good guys. Excellent. Well, listen, thank you so much for calling. It's great uh, to hear your voice, and uh, we hope to see you soon. All right, guys. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Thanks. That's Greg Gomez, formerly of Twitter. Some goals have been scored in the U.S. Open Cup. The Union have gone ahead of D.C. despite being down a man in the 80th minute. Fabinho with the goal. And just now, Chicago, Lovell Palmer, former guest on Seeing Red, puts Chicago up 2-1 in the 51st. And we have another caller on the line. Area code 212. You're on Seeing Red Live. Who's this? This is Brent Gamet. Hello, Brent. How are you, sir? I'm good. What do you want to talk about tonight? Um, just, you know, nothing really big that happened on Sunday. You know, something small, you know, something, you know. And um, it was just a fun time, you know. I, my, my voice was hoarse yep. uh, on Monday morning, but it was uh, pretty nice. It was well worth it. And uh, the subway ride up to Yankee Stadium was pretty much uh, one of a pretty fun experience, you know. I mean, uh, peppering two NYCFC fans with, uh, you know, songs that you know that made them just stand there and have to take it yes could you have a uh you want to share one of your favorites with us i i don't even remember them all all right it was it was, it was literally a 30 minute ride and you can fit a lot of songs in 30 minutes with you guys <laughs> i mean I if think, you if you know how i am you know that's uh, yes and and your it's take like carpet bombing for songs you know what i mean there you go and your take on tomorrow night um it's it's going to be tough because, you know, uh, after being at last year's game and, uh, you know, wanting to, you know, like, like the players said allegedly at practice today, they want revenge. I know a bunch of us that went last year to Hempstead want yeah. the team to extract that revenge and, you know, you know, double up the score if possible, knock wood. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm going to be there. I know uh, a bunch of ESC guys are going to be there and, you know, I'm going to have to be on the perch for the first half. Nice. Excellent. Well, I listen, hope that Brent, doesn't jinx the team, though. <laughs> no, no. Listen, Brent, we got a ton of calls. Thank you so much for calling, and we will see you on the perch tomorrow night. Yep, you'll hear All me right. too. All right, I'm sure we will. Thanks so much. That's Brent Gamet, the 101 singer on Twitter, calling in uh, to seeing Red Live. We got a, uh, a flood of callers. Ten minutes to go. Here's area code three four seven. You're on Seeing Red Live. Who's this? How you doing? This is Heis. Hey Heis, what's going on? Nothing much. Uh, huge Red Bull fan. Excellent. Just wanted to call in and say what's up to you guys. Thanks for the call. Is there a question that you want to say, uh, have or is a statement you want to make about Sunday or tomorrow? Um, well, Sunday was an amazing game. I was there. And um, just like we beat the New York FC, um, we're definitely going to beat the Cosmos. Mm-hmm. So Who, I have a question. Can the yeah. MLS make a rule where... When you annihilate a team so bad, the third game is just not even played. <laughs> uh, only well, in no, the wait. playoffs, I think. I don't. Uh, if you go back in history, Dan, what do I you think? We should start that? something like that. Knowing <laughs> Don Garber, no that, 
Knowing Don Garber, the rules can change whenever we want them to. So they're ju- they're you know, just making peti- it up as they go. Get a petition going, and I'm sure something will change tomorrow. So we need to, because there's no point in then coming back into Red Bull Arena in August to play it. Well, they're going to be a very different team when they come back in August. And, of course, it remains to be seen whether or not uh, we're going to be a different team then. But it, they're going to probably need all uh, you know, eight weeks to be able to figure out how to put a midfield with Frank Lampard and Pirlo and Mix and have them not uh, either run into each other or stand next to each other. It'll be yeah, really, exactly. really interesting to see. So you have a prediction for tomorrow night? Um, one zip. We're gonna win. Oh, that's tight. Regular yeah. time or extra time? No, regular time. Uh, who gets the goal? Good question. You put me on the spot. I'm not <laughs> too sure. I haven't thought that through. All right. Well, we're gonna we're definitely gonna hold you to it. Listen, we got a <laughs> we got a lot of callers left. Thank you so much for calling in and seeing Red. Thank you. All right. Take care, man. You definitely get the sense there's this buoyancy around uh, around the fandom. So it's really terrific. Area code 973, you're on Seeing Red Live. Who's this? Hey, it's Chris. How's it going, guys? What's up, Chris? What do you have to say? Well, besides the obvious win that we had, what I wanted to mention is the mentality by the players. You saw the intensity in Jesse Marsh when we scored, when Chris Duvall scored that goal. You saw just everyone just going ballistic, and especially the off-the-field mentality and how you heard you know, Bradley Wright Phillips having a go at you know Yankee Stadium saying, it'll be all right for a baseball stadium. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you definitely saw, especially um, when you saw the, the fire from Jesse Marsh on that second goal. I mean, he was really torqued up and it speaks to the challenge that he's going to have getting his guys a calm down right Right. after the game and then b back up talking about the cosmos right because this say what you want about this game tomorrow night new york goes and they beat nycfc and the cosmos beat nycfc right and so you can argue that those are the semifinal games and this is the final this is the city final right this is really right. the the nyc soccer wars championship game for the year and if we come out flat and don't perform um it definitely takes a lot of the shine off of sunday's win right to have these guys from long island definitely. beat the red bulls for two straight uh, years so it it'll be really interesting to see especially since our guys will be a little tired um what uh, what to make of that but listen thanks so much for the call we really appreciate it we yep. got a lot of calls to come in and uh, let's go red bulls all right it's been a pleasure have a good one guys all right thanks dan did you give a prediction for tomorrow night I did not, but you didn't ask me for one. Dan, and what's I'm your sure, prediction? I'm sure we've got another caller. <laughs> oh, we do. We got another caller. It's area code, that. Seven, <laughs> area code 718. Please right, turn down your computer and talk to us on seeing red. Straight, uh, here. So it, it'll be area really code 718. Hey, who's this? Oh, no. I couldn't figure it out. I know it's tough. There's a delay. You call in. You hear us in the one ear. You got the computer going with the other phone. Area code 718. You're on seeing red. Who's this? How you doing? I'm a huge New York Red Bull fan. I just wanted to shout out Delwith and Mina. I love you guys. Thanks, man. Oh, 
and they're gone. Okay. Well, you know, at least they're not calling to say we suck. So I guess that's a good thing. Drive-by caller. Yes, absolutely. Dan, I want your prediction before we break for tomorrow's game. Uh, 3-2. 3-2 who, Dan? Oh, is there another caller? Uh, no, not just yet. Who's the, who's the winner tomorrow night? 3-2 Red Bulls. 3-2 Red Bulls. Uh, in my, uh, in my game preview, which you'll see tomorrow in Empire of Soccer, uh, this is what I say. If it's a decided in regulation, the Red Bulls will win. If it goes to extra time, though, I think all of the momentum will shift to the Cosmos who have been sitting around for two weeks um, just uh, you know, practicing and getting fit. Um, it's going to be very, very hard if the game goes long to do this. We've got one more call for the Red Bulls to win. Area code 203 in Connecticut. You're on Seeing Red. Who's this? That's uh, Nick from Connecticut. Hey, Nick. How are you, sir? Very well. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for calling in. What do you have to say tonight? Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on uh, how you think the Red Bulls moving forward should, align, should uh, line up in the back. We've seen a bunch of different combinations of center back between Perinel, Zubar, now that he's healthy, and uh, Miazga. And then, you know, Wade and Duvall kind of switching off at right back. And then uh, Taxi Miller. Uh, going at each other at left back. So I wanted to hear what you guys thought about the competition all across the back line. I've been speaking so much tonight, Dan. You want to give a shot first? <laughs> sure. I, I think the center back question is the most interesting one. Um, at this point, if I had to pick two of the three, I would go with Miazga and Paranel. Not that I don't like what Zubar brings, but I'm tired of seeing him getting subbed out at the half. Um, and it's a wasted sub if you know that he's only going to be able to go 45 minutes every time. So those are my center backs. Uh, I put Lawrence on the left. You know, solid choice. Sorry, Roy Miller. But, um, you know, he's he's bringing good things to the attack. Um, solid as a defender. And then on the right, uh, you know, I may be a little higher on him than everybody than, than others are. But, you know, I think Chris Duvall's fit that role well. Yes, he has a couple of, you know, rookie-ish moments. But... Every defender looks like they have rookieish moments when they get scored on. So that that's my back four. Mark, hopefully your voice is recovered now. <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm doing great. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I, I think Roy is definitely playing backseat to Kamar Lawrence. His offensive chops are really tremendous. Um, on the right, I mean, Chris has a tendency of letting players get a half step on him. And opposing MLS teams know that's where you go um, to attack down New York's uh, that that side. In the middle, I mean, I'm happy with Matt. We just need to see more of Zubar. We need to see him play more 90 minutes. Um, I believe he he got knocked, uh, he got a ding in that match So on Sunday. So I'm not until he can go 90 week after week after week, you know, it's Perinel's job to lose next to him. And listen, in the first half of the season, you can argue that Perinel was New York's most important best player. So um, the good news is, the good, I mean, the great news is there are six or seven guys that can get the job done on this team, given the night. And then you can throw Connor Laid in there as well if you need him. So it's, uh, you know, this is, <clears throat> excuse me, real depth. And it's something that we haven't seen on the back line in a long time. So, Nick, thank you so much for the call. And uh, will we see you tomorrow night? I'll be out of town, but I'll be uh, watching on TV. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Nick Abbott, ladies and gentlemen. We've got time for one more caller on but, Seeing Red Live. Yes. But, Mark, before we go on, 
DC United has been eliminated by 10-man Philly Union from the Open Cup. So the Union will play the winner of the Cosmos-Red Bulls match tomorrow. Um, If the Red Bulls win, they will host. If the Cosmos win, they will go on the road because apparently they had to give up their home rights for the next round because of scheduling conflicts. That's crazy talk. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, it was in Philly last year that the Cosmos fell in, in the fifth round where they felt they were hard done by the referees in a 2-1 extra time loss. Our last caller of the night on Seeing Red Live, area code 315. You're on Seeing Red. Who's this? Hey, guys. This is Chris from Jersey City. How are you tonight? Hey, Chris. Thanks so much for calling. What do you want to talk Chill about? Down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two things. First of all, I don't know if you covered it, but uh, I thought it Mike did a great job at halftime. Uh, I thought his comments mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. midseason acquisitions were extremely insightful, given uh, Thierry and Tim when they came yep. in. Yep. And then uh, finally, I thought Sasha just kind of all year, he hasn't been where we expected him to. I think uh, that game was when he kind of turned the corner. Do you think he will continue at the level that he played in the second half? Or do you think he, he reverts back to what we've seen so far this season? That's a, that's a great question. I enjoyed Mike's comments as well, although I, I didn't see them till after the game when I returned home. Um, I, I don't think Mike took a breath after he started talking. <laughs> he was a bit nervous, I Mike think. Mike was getting paid by the word, I think. It was like, <laughs> and I really think they should do all these different things. I was really very excited. I was just like, whoa, dude. They must have, they must have been a producer. Yeah, they must have been a producer <laughs> in his ear going, you've got 15 seconds. Get it in. we got to show that Continental Tire ad one more time. Okay. Um, <laughs> l- listen, Sasha was the difference maker on Sunday, clearly, right? And uh, I was up sitting with the supporters who I will tell you, in general, the crowd was not pleased with his play in the first half, giving balls away, kind of muffing easy chances, muffing easy passes. But he definitely got right in the second half. And if you if you saw Matt Doyle's article about Question's brain in on yep. MLSsoccer.com, it really I mean, Matt's terrific, friend of the show, former guest of the show, and he does did a great job statistically looking at how Question was all over the field in the second half and made the difference. When you think about the starting midfielders, Question uh, because of the red card he picked up against Vancouver is actually the most rested regular midfield starter, and so by that definition alone, he should be um, the main man for New York. I think he w- will absolutely do it uh, tomorrow. The key is going to be you know breaking down. Uh, the Cosmos should also play a five-man midfield if you um, you know read into the players that they put out there. So it'll definitely be a midfield battle, and he's going to be really, really important. And as Dak said, uh, reported in that piece, the Red Bulls need Question to be the, the the team's brain and to really be the creator. And and the second half on Sunday was the first time that we saw that. Um, so I I think we all hope so for sure. Dan, any additional thoughts on Question? Um, you know, there was a lot made in the locker room after the game about how his red card not just gave him rest, but also, you know, cleared his head. He realized he had, you know, made a mistake that cost his team probably the match against Vancouver um, and, and wanted to come out and make amends for it. And so I'm, 
I think everybody should be hopeful that it's, you know, this is him turning the corner the same way with Tim Cahill a couple of years ago after, uh, you know, the whole, the whole dust up with 12 men, you know, he went on that <laughs> scoring streak. Um, you know, you can hope that he's going to rebound from this and, and keep in good form. And if he doesn't, well, just hope he gets another stupid red card. <laughs> <laughs> to clear his head yet again. Yep. Oh, that's funny. Listen, thank you so much for the call. You're our last caller of the night. We really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Absolutely. Have a great one. Thanks for doing all the podcasts, guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. Well, uh, it's been a great night at Seeing Red Live. A great hour. Uh, some some terrific calls, some terrific questions. Um, it, we, it, Dave Martinez got on the show. I'm glad he was able to call in and get through uh, the switchboard. So that was yep. terrific. Um, so, Dan, any closing notes as we wind this we, one up? We didn't do Bull and Cow for Sunday. I think we need to. Oh, there you go, I- Mark. Oh my! Well, I think uh, if you if you just heard me, I think the bull is definitely Sasha Kleschen. I think he was he was the difference maker. He was poor in the first half, and New York was poor, and he was excellent in the second half, and New York was excellent. Um, as for the cow, I guess the cow for me, and I know you you in particular do not like uh, giving it to to. Other, folks other than the players on the team. <laughs> yeah. but No, but City fans who continue to yap, yap, yap after your team get, you know, gets taken down at home. Just have a little humility. We know you're new at this, but just you lost. Shut up for just like, like two or three days. Now you can worry about Montreal your next game and we'll see you in August. You're a bull and cow, sir. Uh, for bull, I'm going to give it to Matt Miazga. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because of the goal, which was finally using a six-five center back on a set piece to good effect, but also because he had Dave, David Villa in his pocket the whole game, mm-hmm. shut him down fearlessly, and to shut down a, an attacker like that, um, you know, takes a lot of skill. And for Cal, I'm going to give it to Felipe. Uh, he didn't have his best game. Um, but more importantly, he also totally screwed up the baseball celebration, which was his idea. And, you know, it, it could have been so much better had he just turned around and pitched Miazga an invisible ball. So Miazga and Felipe, respectively. Okay, so Felipe and NYCFC fans, a big red cow to you, sirs. It's been a pleasure having you listen to Seeing Red Live. We will be back next week after the holiday with a full recap of everything that happened at the Cosmos match, as well as the Red Bulls' visit to Columbus on July 4th for Dan Dickinson and for for Trevor Hayward and for everyone who uh, listened and called to Seeing Red. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week. Happy 4th of July, and let's go Red Bulls. This has been Seeing Red, the New York Soccer Roundup on Backheel.com. Listen anytime on iTunes, Stitcher, and SeeingRedNY.com.